0: I think we're live. Either way, we gonna go. I think we're live. Either way, we gonna go. It's season two. Marley Monte podcast. I am Young Google God. We in the building. I'm looking at all type of stuff. Just decided to do this thing, y'all. Just decided to do this thing. Whoever you are, hit that like button, that subscribe button. We getting it in. We jumping into the mind of Young Google God got a couple special guests who might be coming through. One definitely in the building. One time, we back. Go ahead and get this thing started. Trying to see if I'm live. And I am. Word up. Yes. Season two of the Marley Minded Podcast. Once again, I am Young Goob. the God. I decided to go ahead and start this thing right now. I order. You know what I'm saying? It's been a while since I've been on here doing the podcast thing. People was like, Good, where you been? We missed the podcast. And I was kind of taken back a little bit by the fact that people even cared enough to ask me where you been. You know what I'm saying? Usually I get a lot of information about what you've been eating and that you need to work out with me. But it's good to hear that you wanted to come in or be a part of the community and see what the kid got to say about whatever is going on in this world. Now, as you can see, a couple things have changed. No, I do not have on a shirt. It is not a a blip on your radar. I'm tired of looking for stuff to put on these things. I'm in the house. I feel the most comfortable way for me to do these things is to do what I do. And this is how I get down. So we're not going to delay the situation much further. We got some viewers in the building. Thanks for coming through. See if I can get all of this comment stuff popping off. Go ahead and leave some comments down there. Without any further ado, we bringing my dog in up there in Tally. Anthony Tony Vias, the soul, soul music writer. Just about to get it. Bring you in, no more playing. And how are you uh, uh, Chilling,
1: chilling, chilling, chilling. Hold on, hold on.
0: While Ann is getting herself together, we've been talking about the fact that it's been time for us. To come back and reestablish ourselves. And we've had some hiccups. I know personally I've had some hiccups of things that made me kind of slow down for putting myself out there. But those times are over, as you can see. And me and Ant been having conversations back and forth about pulling surprises and this whole thing jumping off and just the opportunity to put your get your feet wet, jump in those waters and start to swim like you want to swim. You know what I'm saying? So we you know, we back on our ground, we doing what we do, we living this life and how you been since the last time we checked in with you.
1: I've been chilling, man. Enjoying enjoying uh enjoying life, enjoying um the show. One of the things that brought me joy is the fucking locks and dipset versus.
0: Oh yeah, that is the topic of today's
1: <laughs> most part. I know we like two weeks, you know, two weeks removed, but
0: yeah, they ain't heard what we to say about it. So it don't matter.
1: now nah, I talked to, I talked to so many people who kind of just got put on to what we already knew, which was Jada the kiss is the beast, the lots of beasts. I, I'm, and, and dip said, they're great. Like they're, they're, they're great. But what I was talking to a couple of my partners about is just like, you know, them boys came up through Diddy, you know what I'm saying? No matter what, you know, how you may feel about them, no matter, you know, what, what, you know, what problems they may have had, Diddy is all about showmanship. Right. And And they showed that, that time with him, you know, obviously they haven't been with Diddy in years, so, but obviously they took something away from that time, which is showmanship, stage presence, and that that just was something that, that that Dipset didn't have, and they and they, I don't know, they came out kind of like subtle. Like I feel like a lot of the music they played toward the end, I really mean it. Shit like that, Cam ain't really getting into his catalog like he should have. Um, Jim Jones ain't really getting that deep in his catalog. Santana, then like they just kind of played all their commercial shit. But they was in New York, so it's like. Right. But motherfuckers gonna know they deep cuts. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where the locks kind of had, like when they did Fuck You, when they opened up with Fuck You, that's the first song on the We Are The Streets album. So it was like, it was the perfect opening and they set the tone and kids just had so much energy. I don't even think I ever seen that dude, that amp like that. He really showed it like that whole New York aggressive he was on that. He told Cam shut the fuck up,
0: man. Like, <laughs> let me do this. So, if for me, I've seen it a couple times. I've heard people synopsis on it. I've heard people uh analysis on the situation. And I know from the first 3 minutes of me watching it, I knew it was the Varsity versus the JV.
1: All top.
0: It was the Varsity starters versus the catch who made the JV team. I ain't going to try Dipset and say they they trying out for the JV team. Right. But it was the Varsity versus the JV. It was professional rappers, professional MCs up there versus a group of cats who made songs that people got who, who like. You know what I'm saying? Cam, not a super lyricist, but got songs that we give him credit for riding on. Jewel's not a super lyricist, but we give him credit for songs that he ride on. Yeah. Jim Jones, not a super lyricist, but we give him credit for songs he wrote on. They did not do their job of writing on them songs that we like and got washed by a set of professional MCs. So when we go back to the Puff Daddy thing, the back that Puff Daddy, because that's when the bad boy days were, he was the Barry Gordy of hip hop. Yeah. Like you were performing, you were doing the things that you needed to do in order to be a performing artist. You weren't just somebody who had a song in their living room, you know what I'm saying? And it's different than how it has been over the past eight to 10 years. But people just get on. These are professional MCs. All of them over the age of 40. All of them still monsters on the mic. All of them still dropping high-quality hip-hop in the 2020s. So it was just people who've been been doing it, like like they say, who in them streets, who outside, who in the mud, who whatever analogy you want to put on it, who's still active versus people who do a good job of putting on a show but don't do a very good job of playing the game.
1: Yeah, and that was the, like, I was amazed how Jada Kiss remembered all that shit.
0: Just it was. It, it was. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> he said it early. He was like, "I'm on the baddies." And every line, dog. He, he took knew, a break yeah. because he wanted to take a break, not because he didn't know anything. He knew. He like, knew. He
1: was. He knew the dipset lyrics. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy.
0: The,
1: that he, nigga. That nigga. That nigga legit had like a Rain Man moment. You he was. Yeah, he had a Rain Man moment. And people, people like, okay, so I, I like Sheik. Like I'm a Sheik. I'm a Sheik fan. People don't give Sheik enough credit when you talk about the locks. You mostly talking about Styles, because he's super gritty. And Styles got like he got like one of my favorite songs. And it ain't even, and it's 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 like during the bad boy era era off their first album. He got the song called Not to Be Fucked With. And that shit
0: is listen to that album this week.
1: Bro, that, that album is actually really, really good. Yep. And then, um, but yeah. I, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Sheet fan, but um, I feel like, you know, they kept telling Sheet, like, man, do your own song. Like, you, you, but it don't matter. Like, y'all was there as a group. Y'all wasn't there as solo acts, you know? Right. What I'm saying? So don't, don't deflect by what we doing. Because like Jada said, man, y'all niggas could have said
0: y'all college and out the music if y'all wanted to hear these niggas rap over the music. Like, they was doing karaoke. They weren't even doing karaoke. karaoke. Do karaoke. The words. At least you read the words of karaoke. I know because I'm going to stop. But they were unprepared. Yeah. Like, when Jada Kiss was like, actually, I felt like some of them might have been set up because they was like throwing alleys to the to the locks he was like y'all do y'all even like girls you yeah. did yeah. and then it's like you know with the napalm ball the napalm with every girl track and then you forget that these cats been around for 25 years and that's what i'm thinking too like they could have
1: made that statement literally forgetting because when you think of the locks you think like gritty streets. right so we made that statement, literally forgetting that these niggas got songs with Mariah Carey
0: and J Lo and J Lo, you Mar- know, what I'm saying? and and Mary and Mary, you know, if God knows who else that we can't just call off the top of your head is they've been recording for 25 years. They probably got songs with Total. They got they got songs with Biggie. So going back to being professional MCs, I was listening to Jada back on the locks. And comparing him to what he do today, he is one of the best MCs at speaking clearly, mm-hmm. not putting a whole bunch of words mumbled together that is hard to determine what he's saying. He clear in his delivery and his like he in his word choice. That's what makes it a god. What makes him a god MC. But he has been from the beginning just the same. It's just it was magnificent to watch as somebody who was who was playing the locks in their car. You know what I'm saying? Features back when they first got a car, then they got an album, and they are part of the great 98, which is gonna be another podcast exclusive. We're gonna run through this thing. But let me let me say let me say one more thing too.
1: So when they was when they was performing, um there's a, there's a, there's a song Jada kids did off the first Locks album. Cause you know, in that album, each of them had their own solo joints. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jada joint was all for the love. And when he was performing that, you know, they had like the, the comments, you know, scrolling through and Drake jumped in that thing and said, man, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. And that all for the love, that's the joint where Jada say niggas know the line of work. Bulletproof Designer shirt, Rolling with a China doll, Shelby Romani, y'all uh, like the the production on that shit that like that is really like one of my favorites. They, they, we are like that. That fucking Lock album that they released on Bad Boy. The most commercial shit on that shit was If You Think We Jiggy, which was the first thing. Yeah. But 24 Hours to Live.
0: They got the I'm, I'm looking at it right now.
1: That's the first time I heard DMX. Honestly, was on that album because he was on Twenty Four Hours to Live, and it was just like, I don't know. It's it's a good album. Like I think it's a it's a really good album, dog. It's,
0: it's a very we gonna we actually gonna do a breakdown of that album when we get into the uh, the year the great ninety eight greatest year the second or probably second the first greatest year in hip hop. Money, power,
1: respect. Not Twenty Four Hours to Live. That was. Right, like Black Rob?
0: Money Power, I mean, 24 Hours to Live was a, I believe, a Black Rob song, but Money Power, Respect was... Yeah, that cool. was the first
1: time I heard DMX, and then It's Dark and Hell is Hot came not too long after
0: that. Yeah. So, like, with Dipset, like, because of the way Dipset came out, and two very New York heavy groups, like, both of them identify heavy with the New York persona, but different aspects of the coin, a different size of the same coin. Dipset was that side of the coin that I did not vibe with, that aspect of New York that I did not get along with. I guess I was more of the, I don't want to call it gritty, because they definitely not dirty gritty like that, but I wasn't enough for the show. Like the whole, when Santana came out with 67 headbands, the big jacket, <laughs> he might as well had a jump rope. And a whistle, you know what I'm saying? I looked ridiculous, but it reminded it flipped back to a time that I used to laugh at cats that looked like that all the time. So yeah. when they came out, I never took them seriously. Every song that they had that I thought was good that they played was like, That's NWA over again, that's Master P over again. That was like I wasn't giving them much credit at all back in the day, and then when they did that, I was like I'm still not giving y'all much credit because y'all putting on a show and ain't out here in a competition. This is literally now at this point, you can't come on and have a versus and be friendly anymore. Nah, yeah, nah. That's
1: at the tone. Yeah,
0: that's just some nah. r and shit. Ain't set to, yeah, it cannot be like a friendly thing anymore where we just going to celebrate these two artists. they going to celebrate them, but it's going to be like a wrestling match. Somebody getting hit in the head with a chair. Somebody getting tossed over the front rope. We throwing our hands to the crowd. We you know what I'm saying? It gotta be electrifying and people gotta come there with the intentions on dropping bombs, not like Rick Ross and two chains. That yep. is like way like did shit like that, did
1: I thought the Jeezy Gucci was gonna set that tone, but you know, I'm happy the way the Gucci and the Gucci and Jeezy yeah. went.
0: They're they might start. not need it to be the ones. To rectify situations before they got and busy. I'm
1: a and I'm a and I'm a Dipset fan. Like I am a fan. Like I love Diplomatic Community. You know, I love the the um the SDE, the Second Camera album. I love Confessions of Fire, the First Camera album. Like how they have, like if you if you sit down and like eat like no bullshit. Jim Jones' latest one, like his solo shit. Like he got the joint with Harry Fraud, the Fraud Department, and yeah. He, like those are fucking great albums. Right. And, that, that, and that's yeah. what I was hoping. I was hoping that they was going to allow but, Jimmy to do
0: yeah, that. But see, they weren't prepared to do that. They came there with beach chairs and it was big, fashion shows. And then Jim Jones sneakerhead, famous sneakerhead wears low top 12s that
1: I thought,
0: he, I thought those was high. Those was low 12s? Yeah, I think they was low top No, nah, I
1: think they was high, bro. Those was had, 12. So they
0: was wearing big 12s, so he was wearing taxi 12s like that.
1: <laughs> taxi twelve.
0: I think that's what the Jets call them, not them taxis. Taxi 12s, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They black. They white and black 12s and me. But yeah. even that part of it, dog, like I was like disappointed, dog. I was not... They even, came out of some Timbs. Yeah, he came <laughs> Like T-Page said, tear your ankle up boots.
1: Hey, when, when Jada came out with them Tims and them shorts on, I thought about Reese. Remember Reese from Philly? Yep. He used to always be in shorts and Tims, dog. Hooping in them things. If Hooping in them things. And a nigga from Florida, I was looking at that shit like, boy, that shit look hot.
0: You know, I had a, a cinnamon pill. I ain't had a construction color. I had a cinnamon pill when I went to Tally. But they was too heavy to wear up and down them hills. They did not mm-hmm. get it. Two wells, but Two. That's why niggas up north, guys,
1: strong cow muscles. What that shit? That's nuts. But yeah, for the most part, I think the um, I enjoyed the verses. I think it was good. I think it was a moment for New York. Um, and I and I know a lot of New York has appreciated it because the only thing you've been hearing right now is that fuck when New York gonna get it back? Like it's the South. It's the South. It's the South. It's the South. They
0: even going, to the South. even yeah. they style is southern. You know what Yeah, even they style is southern. When you they style is southern, so it's like, who well, are you really nowadays?
1: Yeah, when I saw the when I saw the pride in
0: Fat Joe when they played on from New York and Jada did his verse, I was, I was just like proud. Uh I was proud from and not that like proud of being from New York, I was proud of the music that came out. Of New York at that time, that it was still so hard, dog. But then a
1: nigga, a n- niggas from Florida produced it, cause Cool and Drake produced yeah. the bitch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah.
0: it, it, and that's the thing about it. It's behind the scenes. It's a big soup. It's a big soup of regions that's putting this stuff together. The front get the name. Yeah, but it's a whole bunch of people working together to make that stuff happen. But yeah, the locks dominated. I gave Cam so when I went back and listened to it, the beginning, like I don't know if the one I saw was all the way because I saw it on YouTube. I didn't see it that night that it happened. I watched the YouTube cut because when I started watching, they was late. Like
1: yeah, it was super late. Yeah, they were super on nigga time.
0: Yeah, I was like, what are they doing? Then I started doing something else and I'm sleep. So when I saw it, it was on YouTube, and they had already got that. So I think I missed maybe that first one because that one, the first one, you, the intro you was talking about, I didn't see that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But when I saw it, when I started watching it, it was when before Jada was telling them, you know what I'm saying, we're gonna go back and forth, and he was trying to get them to quiet down. said who
1: shot you when he did his who shot You freestyle.
0: Yeah, before that, like I saw the parts leading up to that. Yeah, but it was just like. Um, on the rewatch, the locks ain't take off, take off. You know what I'm saying? In the beginning, you could have easily had it 2-1, uh, the locks or 2-1 dip set, depending on your flavor, because nobody had really taken off. Yeah. After Jada did that freestyle verse, that who shot you verse, then it started, the tide started to turn. <laughs> Heavily into the lock's favor, it's like they got organized, and it was like, All right, boom, jump yeah. in this bag, and we're gonna run this thing. Like, like you say, all the chic verses that's what I want to touch on. Like, chic don't have any classic album that we can look at and be like, Oh, this chic album is one of the top albums and whatever, top 100, you know what I'm saying, or however you want to put it. But, verses and yeah, and voices, and yeah, voices, when you hear him in uh doing the ad libs or telling to come on and like he sound like the dj to that joint yeah he, uh, he got very
1: distinct voice really all three of them do it, and that's all what three makes them,
0: three of them right all three of them do. And that and he is also a professional mc like very crisp and what he's saying is no like tongue twisters where it's hard to figure out that you getting ripped no you it's live and clear, a uh, loud and clear.
1: Remember when? Remember when the Gangsta and the Gentleman came out, and and I remember I got that bitch, and you and Clint, and, and Lionel, we all living in that time, and I remember falling through that bitch. That shit was the hardest album. Yes, dog. That Gangsta and the Gentleman is such a great album, and it was like I was already hyped for Style So album because remember now, Style just do a lot of shit with sound bombing and and one of my favorite songs was with him and feral munch to my life that j cole and maury just recently you know revitalized for the j cole album but i was just fucking with that sound bomb and shit. like he was on a lot of them albums but that joint when i heard with him and Pharrell munch and i was and i'm a Pharrell munch fan you know what i'm right. saying so it was like i i just like he's just A fucking great rapper, like he's a great. Like Jada Kiss is the obviously he's the star.
0: He's the lead man. He's He's the lead man. He's the lead man.
1: And them niggas is some funny niggas. So I already knew. Like so, all the dialogue and shit between songs, like the last get the best interviews. Like that shit is great. I already knew the
0: (laughs) got comfortable. It's like once again hitting back. It has been twenty five years. They're comfortable in who they are. They set it down early. Like, they got songs with Biggie, early songs. Like, the Locks album got We'll Always Love Big Papa on it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? So they was there for all of that. They was there for the glory days oh, of Bad
1: yeah. Boy. And Bad you know,
0: uh, Yeah, Bad Boy and hip-hop as a whole. So they've seen it. They've made it through. They've watched it change back and forth. And still, they've been people who have been highly regarded or their talent in this culture. There's just it's undisputed. So like when they get out there and do it on a versus and people who haven't seen them because they not, you know, they're not heavy mainstream. If you're in the culture, then they mainstream, but they're not mainstream really outside the culture. So you might not know them like you know chance the rapper. Right. You know? But they, right. but
1: they, they've been very visible. Like since they came out, you've never at one point wondered, like, damn, what the locks doing? Like, damn, nah. what Jada, what Styles nah. doing? What? And then the other component to that is just their whole. One thing I was noticing, like, breath control, stamina,
0: professionals.
1: That juices, that juices for life. Shit, the shit that Styles on the farmer for life and. One, all the brothers to get healthy, and him sending out kits to everybody. Um, even Jim Jones recently uh, came out and you know talked about having COVID and all of that. And I was looking at the comments, and Jada Kiss was like, "Yo, take that kit that P sent you." You know what I'm saying? Like you trying to get right, and they really on their health shit. Them boys aging backwards. A lot of the niggas yeah, we grew up with, they aging backwards. Yeah, 50, fifty don't look fifty no more. Like Jay Puff.
0: No, this
1: made fifty look
0: different. Yeah, fifty ain't fifty like it used to be. I was I've been watching older stuff. Like I've been watching two two seven. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Marla Gibbs
1: was, still look good as fuck too, and she I think she's ninety.
0: Ninety, yeah. Ninety. Pearl was ninety when she passed. So Lester, Lester was like forty something, like <laughs> forty three on the show. <laughs> lester was on good times He was. I, lester, <laughs> y'all wait that i tell you about this, this is <laughs> <laughs> don't let me forget about uh carl from family matters yeah so uh but lester was around my age when he was filming uh you know 227 two, i look at me and lester i'm like dog lester i would dust you but <laughs> are not the same brother you know nice. what I'm saying? Lester ain't look bad and I, I use a lot of those cats like old dusted up men but me at 42 and Lester at 42, we ain't the same thing, though. We are not the same thing at all. Look at that,
1: look at that 227 when you Jits. Like, when we was Jits and you look at Lester, you like, damn. Like, in your mind, he like, this nigga like 50-something.
0: Yeah, you think he, he
1: Like, Mustache, yeah. you know, nigga look like one of the Whispers or something. But when you think about it-
0: He was a young man
1: was a young man, and he didn't. He only looked old to us because we were so fucking young at the time, you know. Just like Nick, it's weird. Like it's a weird place to be in when you when you talk to niggas, and they like, of course, a lot of young dudes they fucking with the young rappers, they fucking with Gunner, and they fucking with little Baby, and all that. But niggas ain't looking at Jay Z like they' dead. You know what I'm saying? At 51, no. Niggas ain't looking at Diddy like they daddy at fifty one, and you could say it's the money, that's, but at the end of the day, nah, it's it's you could have money and still. It's a lifestyle, look at, it's a lifestyle change.
0: Lifestyle change.
1: Yeah, it affords you. We don't see any recent pictures of Hov and Tata out walking. You know what mm-hmm. I am mean? saying?
0: Because it's and, plenty of with like, money who look
1: rough. Look rough, dog. Nah, like it don't matter. So like, that 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 it's, makes yeah. that makes like getting older. Like, don't, like that makes getting older feel different. You know what I'm saying? Like my brother, my brother, forty eight. That nigga don't look forty eight. You know what I'm saying? He look. That nigga look like he could be in his in his thirties. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's it's just different. It, and and I don't know if it's like. And then you looking at these niggas at fifty and niggas still wearing sneakers. Niggas still wearing hoodies. Niggas still wearing.
0: I still look 19 when I put on my clothes. Sometimes <laughs> You need to change the wardrobe up, dog, because you ride here looking like you still fly like you 19. But I cannot put on clothes for the sake of putting on clothes for a particular. I, it, it just don't work for me. And I realize that certain people, uh, well, people who do that, do that because that's for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They age that way. They age that way. Yeah, I'm I'm going to age the way that I age, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I am a I'm grateful that I have the situation that I'm able to live that right now, so I can age the way that I age, you know what I'm saying? I just ain't got no a uh what, what is it is, no serum or nothing in the back to just keep me. It is it definitely take an effort, right? But, but that I get give me a product that I'm proud of. So once again. Forty two though, me and Luster, we ain't the same, you know? And
1: nah, I was watching. I was watching this old interview with Currency, and the nigga was like, "I hate wearing jeans. I yeah. hate." He was like, "I hate wearing." Jeans. And every Brother. time, and now when you see the nigga, he only in sweatpants yeah. and shorts. And and,
0: yeah, that's, and, and and that's it. Yeah, like his life doesn't require him to do anything outside of that. And if he wants to do something outside of that, then he does. I had to realize realize that my life. Doesn't require me to have all of this. Like, I don't need a bunch of suits myself. I'm not a no. suit type person. I'm not just throwing on a collar shirt, a dress shirt to be like, oh, I'm clean. No. You know, and I I'ma find other creative ways to be clean and be fly.
1: It's like number, number it's like uh a nigga go to a flight or go to the mall and I'm gonna be in a polo shirt and some jeans, but then I'm gonna go in that bitch, and it's gonna be niggas in there trying to be super sexy, like they gonna have on the motherfucking button up with the, the chest out, with the chains yeah. on, with the with the with the with the motherfucking uh, chinos on.
0: I used to call the, the, uh, I- <laughs> the suit when I used to go out here. Well, when I was a J- even when I got grown, the linen suit, boy, that that James L. Knight Center fit. That yeah, James and <laughs> Nights in the fit, the in the fit, dog, the OG cats with the brownish the slant, they, I used to be like, dog, how are you there at that, dog? Yeah. But then, but then I feel like I'm dressed up if I throw on 11s because they patent leather. They shine and you can see yourself in them. Look yeah. at your shoes. Look at my shoes. Who more dressed up right now? Who fresh? You know what I'm saying? Who would play ah. this? Who, who is fly? Who is got on dress clothes?
1: I don't care if they like Gucci. Nigga, Them shit is, is terrible. <laughs> like, I'm a Weddies, I'm a Weddies, these Black and Red foes, or I'm a Weddies, I'm a Weddies.
0: And i you just, I'm finna order me some Black and Red foes. I've been seeing it, they keep popping up in my face. I got I got a whole pair. I got a pair that I wear, and I got three
1: pair on ice. But it's black. like, yeah, nigga. Yeah, nigga. Oh.
0: <laughs> I see, like, so on ice, that's another com- a conversation about the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you but they literally need to be on ice to keep them from falling apart, dog. Hey, dog. Can, like, step around in them every few You gotta treat them like a really mammoth. You yeah, you, like, they you gotta like and hose them off, like, no yeah. more because they will fall apart. Because nowadays, I ain't saving nothing if I'm saving something it's for a particular occasion it ain't for like uh down the line for no resale i did that thing and I had 35 40 I looked at my collection the other day oh this what this is all that is left and that's the all that's left from the purge dog, from 70p yeah that's all that's left and it's like I didn't get to enjoy wearing those things. I, some of them I, I looked at them, I was like, oh, you weren't gonna never wear those. But nowadays I'm buying stuff that's fly and I'm stomping them things. They going in the streets and I'm people are gonna be like, Oh, you're wearing those? You I now, now I'm wearing them. It's just
1: I like I like black and red folds so much. Right. I will like I'm, i I will, but it's just like okay, so when these get beat, I just go pull another yeah. pair. out. And when these get beat, I could just go pull up. It's like I got a partner. This nigga got like eight pair of joy and ones, black and red. You know what I'm saying, my homeboy Moses. So this you go so play. many pair of ones, and he like, and it's strictly black and red ones because he like oh, our already, But the one is just the one that The older it get, the better it look.
0: Yep, people people try not to wear them in an effort to not beat them, but, but when you beat them, beat them. Yeah, they feel better and they look. Just as good. They even look better. Like that worn look on them. Like that's why I like the age to sell what they call them the sale midsoles. Yeah. know that aged midsole that Virgil doing and that Nike doing. I like that because that's where it's going, and it makes it easier to wear it early because you ain't like trying to keep it white. It's like it's already where it's gonna be. Not I look at it like leather, like yeah. distressed. So
1: that's why when niggas talk about sneakers, they want that tumble leather. You know that pebble leather, so when that bitch, because a lot of foes, like a lot of foes, when you cop them, they may have like a little pre crease in the toe box, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that tumble leather, like, remember, 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 obsidian foes that pebble tumble
0: leather that was on them, bitches? obsidian would be the white and blue ones white and blue, yeah. I
1: remember just
0: it the- with them on today, and I was like, I need. Those were, you the need first, them again. <laughs> those were the first ones that I messed up and I was mad that I had messed them up beyond like I started hooping in them you know what I'm saying and I was like I should start like keeping these things and that was the beginning of me hoarding. Yeah hoarding. <laughs> hoarding. I myself collecting I was hoarding dog. And, oh. and I and I, um, look, I I
1: think I went to work I went to work like two weeks ago and um, it was a Friday, on, you know, on Fridays, that's when I get to show off the kick collection. But okay. um, but it's the summer, so I was like wearing kicks like every day, you know what I'm saying, every day. So I remember I walked in the office one day and um this lady like said, damn, like, I started like watching you, like to see when you was going to repeat a sneaker. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, that's kind of uh, creepy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, man, I literally counted like, you went like a month and a half and ain't wear the same shoe twice. And I was like thinking to myself like, that's really kind of light because when you think about a month and a half, you thinking five days a week. Yeah, really, that's only like 20. That's only like 30 pairs sneakers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So 30 is light, especially yeah.
0: I got 30 pairs that I don't like wearing. Exactly. Like I got, that. I'm like, I pass over those and I go to these. But then
1: I take pride in, like, like um, because I remember, like, growing up, a nigga ain't have a bunch of sneakers. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's kind of like the Gerard Carmichael joke. Like, you ever seen eight? You ever seen Gerard Carmichael stand up call Eight? Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, every kid in a new pair of joints, you Know it's, it's some hurt behind it,
0: like who hurt you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, the story behind it, yeah. So, I haven't in a couple of years, but I do not, you say that I do remember that part. And when he
1: said it, that shit resonated so much because, yeah,
0: like, I got a story behind mine, uh, behind all, yeah. Like the, like, the reason why I get all of mine is because I saw something I was, I was in the lunchroom at Pines Middle School and it was summertime, I was. Uh, sixth grade going to seventh grade. Now, sixth grade, I wanted shoes, but I really was still like a jit. I want them, but I beat them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm trying to be fly. I was like, Give me these. Oh, I got them turn it outside playing in them. I saw sevens, Bordeaux sevens on this cat feet, and I was like, I need those, and like. I want those right. so I immediately when I told the old girl, you know what I'm saying? I want these. I had to wait Christmas. Got sevens. I got Cardinal sevens, and I got the Braptor sevens. That was easy to get thought, shoes. right. These came. They didn't come out on Christmas. I went really looked at, like when I did the Survivor series on the shoes for the channel. Like they didn't come out on Christmas.
1: Nah, dog. You get, you get shoes two months after they drop.
0: Right. And then I ended up getting Olympic sevens. That was, so I had three pairs of sevens. That was what set it off. From now, she was like, the next pair you get, you going to buy. It. Son, Plotted on a job at Foot Locker. From then, it was it was a done daughter boy. I was fully engulfed swimming deep in the waters of sneaker culture. But I was, didn't even know what I was doing, but I was, creating the lane for what is now a billion dollar
1: thing, dog. You that's was just- and that's funny you talk about sevens cause well I, my brother, he played basketball for century. And I remember nigga, he had a job at like Birdines or some shit. Niggas may not remember Bird Eyes, but that's Birdines is what is now fucking Macy's all the all the Bird eyes and fucking- those are
0: bird eyes, yeah.
1: He had a job at at, at Birdines. He probably was like in the 10th grade or 11th grade or something like that. And um the nigga had bought some 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 we bought black tops, which we had a conversation about. But he played basketball for central. So I remember when he copped Jordan Foles, like they whole team was like, we gonna wear Jordan Foles, right? The whole team. The whole team was wearing Jordan Foes. So I remember when he came home, dog, keep in mind them Jordan and foes was a hundred dollars. Yes. Which in 1989, like, yeah. 1989 was a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? Or ninety or whatever. Folks. But I remember when he came home with the box and he opened them things up. And I was like, damn, them motherfuckers hard. But that wasn't I didn't fall in love with sneakers at that time. I just remember seeing the foes and I was like, damn them hard. And I remember going to the games and watching Central come out and join Foles, like all black foes. Like so Stunning. Stunning. So then go down later. I'm in I'm at Holmes Elementary. I'm in Liberty City. And I had a friend named Randy. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we in Liberty City. In Liberty City, like with any hood, you're gonna have and we like in the fifth grade, sixth grade. So you're gonna have the niggas like me who was wearing like pro wings and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was in some niggas don't even know about pro wings, but it was like Payless brands of
0: sneakers, you know. What British Nike, British Nike. <coughs> I took my old girl tonics because I needed some shoes that people had on fresh shoes, and she had some purple Latonics. I was like, ah,
1: "Fresh I'm we- shit!
0: I'm wearing your shoes, mom. I'm so,
1: wearing your shit.
0: That's great! You have you have fresh <laughs> shoes. You wear the same size now. I'm wearing those. So I remember,
1: like, probably like fifth, sixth grade. It was the sixth grade when sevens came out. We was like in the sixth grade, so I remember when the Bordeaux's came out, and I was like, "Damn, that shit's hard." But I knew I wasn't gonna get them. And then I remember like when uh the card not not when the, when the hair sevens came out. Mm. You know what I'm saying, and I remember we went on spring break and we came back, and my my friend Randy, he had the hair sevens, and it was like. Them motherfuckers look like if you uh, if you see a pair of hair sevens brand new out the box that them shits look like pretty got like a glow to them
0: yeah they're a very pretty shoe
1: that colorful bottom it's and
0: red pink, green purple yeah it is a very very pretty shoe and it's a nice shoe on them or that new buck whatever that is that it's a very very pretty shoe make me so I, remember,
1: I remember coming back out in spring break and I see my dog Randy and this nigga got on like some red, some, some, some black shorts. I'll never forget. And nigga had on some red socks with the fucking hair sevens. That shit looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And he had on like a like a white polo. You know what I'm saying? Like a white polo shirt with a red horse. And I was I was enamored with how fucking good the shoe looked.
0: Yeah,
1: and, and then it was kind of like something clicked in my head because I, I liked shoes, but it was like I couldn't afford them, so I wasn't really, I wasn't really paying. I was paying attention to what was dropping, and it was kind of like I was looking at them daydreaming, like I was literally daydreaming. Like I remember University of Michigan when Jalen Rose and, and the Fat Five came out with the, with the first pair Harachi flights.
0: Yeah, them flights, and I was
1: like, oh shit! And then I remember. I'm watching he game and ronnie cycling playing in the motherfuckers and i was like why i need them shits. i need them fucking shoes it was kind of like you could see the sock yeah
0: that
1: was my like thinking behind harachis like you could see the sock like you just okay. this little
0: Harachi. when they first came out it was a space shoe oh man it, it was, was a space crazy. shoe dog i forget the name of that shoe that had the strap it was like a harachi but it had a strap it came in like a green and purple
1: that was a Harachi. That, yeah,
0: okay. that
1: was yeah That in fact before that was the hirachi trainer right so you had hirachi flight which was the basketball shoot and you had a hirachi trainer that had the, the like the olive green so let me tell you a quick story my homeboy marcus Fleming when i was in middle school i'm in i'm in coconut grove going to Ponce de leon and uh and then the other homeboy lester this nigga and man he this nigga had Every shoot, like, we was just, this nigga had. I remember this nigga came to the boys' club with some L-rays and a David Robson jersey on. It was like. (laughs) (laughs) This nigga nigga was the freshest nigga. Hey, but I remember this nigga came with Don Karachi trainers on, with the purple strap, with the green lining. And this nigga had on a, a, a purple Tommy Hill figure shirt with the fucking olive green collar.
0: In the oh, Harachis,
1: Bruh, it was the crazy. The sneaker sh- like, I don't like, the sneaker shit, like, how we see sneakers today, like, how we saw sneakers back then, it's kind of like rap shit.
0: Yeah, it was it's album. You, you saw
1: a sneaker, you was like.
0: what? literally fuck? was watching classic albums drop and classic shoes drop in your childhood, in your formative years for you. For you, All of that stuff was targeted for you. That's why today, why that stuff is still fly. You can't forget the fact that you are still fly, cause it was for you. It got fly because of us. Yeah, because of our age group, because of our people, because we took that and was like, "Oh, there it is." We, took- hey. <laughs> I don't. It's a, it's a Pete Rock and see a small video. I know
1: I'm going all over the fucking place. It's a Pete Rock and CS Smooth video, right? Called Straighten It Out. You remember that song? Straighten it out. Oh yeah. It's it's a song they did about niggas bootlegging. But I find
0: it and play it. Play it. But the the song,
1: the song is in reference to like bootleggers. This is in the
0: 90s. I know that song.
1: Yeah. So I heard them
0: talking about that song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And in the video, they walking down the street, like kicking over bootlegger stands and shit. Yep. But in the video. Pete Rock got on these white and blue trainers.
0: It started with a funky drum on that thing. <laughs> what? Oh, I know that. I know the, uh, Oh, I know that song. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, got, you got to know that. That's, that's <laughs> the same.
1: That's the, same. That's the hey. you know, Troy, when they reminisce over you, all that shit. That's the same album. but.
0: Oh, yeah. So, the I, video, so Pete Pete Rock, I, I know Pete, that song because I just listened to that. I ain't listen to that. Listen to Pete Rock tracks. I was listening to Pete Rock tracks. Pete, Pete, Rock, tracks. It's, Pete Rock is the other. We gonna we going to go too far, but yeah, we
1: don't go too far. But just real quick, Pete Rock had on some white and blue trainers in that video, and when I saw the video, I was like, damn, they they look like Karachi trainers, but they don't have a strap, and they was cross trainers. And I remember going into Westland Mall and Harlem and walking in a locker. And by this time, now I'm, I'm getting shit. Like I'm getting Nikes. I'm wearing Cortez's All this shit. I got, I got Cortez in every color. I'm getting strong. I'm getting stuff. But I'm getting strong. I'm
0: getting stuff, you
1: know I'm, 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 in, I'm in red leather Cortezes. I'm in black suede Cortezes. I'm in trainers. I'm in. So I'm getting. I'm in Bo Jacksons. I'm getting strong. Mm. I go into the Westland Mall and I see them fucking trainers that Pete Rock got on. They white and blue. Beautiful shoe. I think them motherfuckers was like 120. I ended up buying them shits. And it was just like my favorite shoe. Like Hirachi's was like my favorite shoe. Hirachi Flight, Hirachi Trainers. I love them. I held them shits over Jordan's. You know what I'm saying? Because I was always kind of like, I did need to have a popular shoe. I just needed to have a right shoe. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, right, and it's always a shoe that you go because, like, Jordan was obviously the icon shoe, but to in order, in order to truly be fly, you find nuggets, you mm-hmm. find you might find you go mining for pieces of gold inside them rocks and be like, Oh, oh, you people know about it, they see it, but they don't see it like you see it and exactly like you put it on, you know what I'm saying now as I, older i
1: had a people like you got one of the most diverse sneaker collections like you, you i'm gonna see you in a6 you do and see you in some Diodorus. yeah you know? now do. people don't understand that my appreciation for wearing like shit like that is because i couldn't afford jordan's you know what i'm saying like when i was younger so i would i would
0: you make your way yeah it? so i
1: would wear shit that was nice. yeah so then as i got older And and I could afford George. I still had a love for Deodorus. I still had a love for ASICS. I still had a love for all like Wallaby Clarks and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? So
0: I had Clarks. I ruined them at a football game, running on the field, had gum bottoms on them things. They immediately turned to football bottoms.
1: Hey, you need to get you some more Clarks
0: you gotta get it. you gotta have Let me like, give me some wally's give me, me some wally i actually looked at some in the past six months like it looked at some to see about checking to see if I, you know if i want to grab a pair I, i'm i you <laughs> gotta You get them Don't I'm just just feel like, like, like now I'm, I'm just pacing myself and you know what i'm saying grabbing the wheel like i've been grabbing stuff for this fam jackson thing you know what i'm saying grabbing a couple represent for my my alumni oh, my. Lama. My love got color blocking and color skin, you know, colorway. You know what I'm that's saying?
1: What, that's us switch So the, the fair you Jackson State.
0: Now we're going to save that one because we ain't going to get. <laughs> we'll we switch gears. Like we'll be in this thing. You're going to wait till after the weekend. Not yet. Well, we address what we're going to uh, try to accomplish before the weekend. We'll talk about it before it happens. But we definitely want to do that. But I did say that before we get out of here, I want to talk about Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Yeah. kind of bring it back there, and then we're going to jump and uh wrap this thing up. But, so like I told you, I've been watching movies from the 90s. I watched Die Hard the other night. Die Hard actually came out, I believe it was 88. I believe, because I looked it up. Die Hard came out, Carl Winslow was in it. He played the police officer who he was corresponding with back and forth in the building. You know what I'm saying? As he was knocking out terrorists who were German at that time, they weren't really making... You know, saying Middle Eastern terrorist movies before, but from that, I have a hypothesis that that was kicked off Carl Winslow on Family Matters <laughs> as a police officer on the show, like he got on off Die Hard <laughs> <laughs> a character in a police uniform, and they was like, "I think we can do something with you." He and got they, typecasted. Yeah, he got typecasted duh, as a heterosexual male. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with a family, but he did, he got, so I was like, dog, Carl Winslow got put on by Die Hard. Is that? Uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis and Die Hard. So that, that's that. But yes, Marley Minded Podcast and Tony Fierce and this bitch. Where the tone at, man? This nigga. i suck. tried to get tone on, I don't know if tone got the Lincoln time. tone been busy, but we're going to get tone back in the building so we could chop it up about the set, about the, uh, the Orange blossom classic tone supposed to be coming down. Thank you for coming through. We got new intro, outro music.
1: Oh Lord. Oh
0: thank you for coming through, chopping it up for a minute with us, man. It's the Marley Minded Podcast. I am young Google God and VS. You can find me at Marley Minded on IG. You can find me at Marley Minded TV on YouTube. You can also find me at James Google Marley on what james google bevel on facebook if you're watching it then you already know where you can find me and anything you want to drop on the people before we get out of here ah man just happy to be back word up happy to be back we doing this thing like this every time oh, and i'm gonna win a, a you no. Know oh and we got pullets coming up on the team for my dog that's Stay that's the plan be easy. Oh, Lord.